Welcome to the Cubicle Houdini Show with your host, Quentin Hamp. Quentin escaped his day job by blogging. Now he's on a mission to help others start their own escape. Follow the Cubicle Houdini Show for exclusive interviews and cutting-edge business ideas you can implement. All right, hey guys, welcome to another interview with an escape artist. I'm here with Mike Malice today of Wynwood uh, Farms, and we're going to talk about soap and escaping the day job. Uh, I got to meet Mike over at One Million Cups, which is an incredible local networking group, and uh, it's really, I appreciate you getting on, especially so late notice. I haven't had somebody to interview yet this week. So. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, Quinn. appreciate it. Yeah. We've talked quite a bit. We've talked to some at Farmer's Market. We've caught up some. But if you don't mind going back to the start, maybe, yeah. um, I mean, when you were a kid, did you dream of being a, a soap maker? Absolutely not. I mean, I dreamed of being a lot president and a doctor, <laughs> a lawyer, all that fun Firefighter. stuff. Firefighter. But uh, would have never guessed I'd be making soap with my dad. You know, I joke around that a little bit and say, you know, I'm sitting there in the in the garage with my dad and never thought I'd be while well, I'm drinking a beer with him mixing up a batch of flowery soap you know lavender lilac for you know just doesn't doesn't seem like it fits but man I love doing it that's incredible hey good father-son time absolutely so um, what did you how did your career start did you go to school how did you get started on your your regular career okay um, well I guess I'll try not to go back too far but um, when I was going to college which was eons ago it seems like I was studying to be a marine biologist and uh, was kind of disheartened by some of the research that's going on in the way that the earth is heading kind of. And so from there I went directly into sales and I've been in sales most all of my life. It's been um, since I was about 16 and so, you know, 18 years ago I started in sales uh, and just one job to the next. I usually kept my jobs for quite a while, four or five years at a time. Awesome. Um, but always seemed like I had more potential, they're kind of dangling the carrot, whatever the situation was. And so I found this opportunity with uh, maybe trying to sell soap that my, my father and my stepmom make. And it's just amazing soap. So that was half of it, you know, the great product that we have. So. That's incredible. You know, I started off as pre-med and then decided I really didn't want to do this. After all, you know, be a doctor, long hours. And I, it wasn't a good fit. I was in it for the money. And, uh, and so it kind of fascinating. We kind of have both that science background. Uh, but you've done more sales than I have, it sounds like. So your, your folks are making the soap. I'm assuming they're selling it. They're having some success with it. Yeah. And <clears throat> Yeah, basically what they do is they... They were going to farmer's market mainly, okay. you know, taking it to market, and then from there they would get people to approach them and uh, be interested in selling those products uh, in their shop or their store that they have. So through that, over about a three-year period, they had uh, acquired 20 to 25 locations that sold our soap. Nice. Um, so it was over a, what year period? It was about three years that took them three to get to Three year period that point, yeah. to about 25 stores. Right. So they're trucking along and do they come to you or are you just sitting back chatting one day going, man, I think I could sell some of this stuff. How does that, how does that happen? Right. Yeah. So before I worked with, um, with my parents in the soap industry, I was working in the cell phone industry and it was kind of that situation where I didn't necessarily dislike what I was doing. I just didn't see my future being what I'd expected it to be or what I wanted and so I just kind of on a whim called my dad one day and said hey dad what if I tried to do this full time and he said well if you think you can then absolutely we can make enough to, to where you could make a living but you have to sell it and so uh, it's just starting from the ground up and, and starting from scratch. So let's talk about the money because I know everyone is like man I want to quit my day job but how do I do it how do I finance this 
Uh, so if you don't mind talking about that a little yeah, bit, absolutely. you're leaving a job. You said you're selling cell phones. Yeah. So that's a pretty decent wage around here. It's one of the mm -hmm. better paying jobs in right. our town. Um, how did you uh, to say, okay, I'm going to, first of all, maybe cut expenses, I would imagine. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Do you have a nest egg? Are you cutting expenses? And then trying to, to start a business under the gun is something you do part-time and then you transition. So it's a two questions. First right. of all, is it like a budget? How do you, how do you handle the budget? And then mm -hmm. secondly, um, you know, how do you spin that up? Do you spin it up part-time or do you just dive in? Yeah, so I just dove in with it, but I was fortunate with my situation because my dad and my stepmom were already, it was kind of a plug and play type of deal for me, where I know if you are fully starting that business from the ground up by yourself, you would have to have the initial capital to buy the equipment to make the stove and then okay. the, you know, the oils and all the stuff. It's, it's pretty expensive to to get started, so to speak. It's the take money to make money situation. So sure. I'm very thankful to have my parents in that aspect because I could just plug in and sell what they already had in place. And that's a big component of it for me. So for most situations, unless you do have a large nest egg or a lot of money to fall back on, it might be something that I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say I wouldn't recommend it to most people, but it was an extreme challenge for me. And the um, being very thrifty, peanut butter jelly sandwiches, top ramens, it is, it's, it's real, yeah. you know, for sure. So. Awesome. Well, I remember how that was in college. Thankfully, I haven't had to revisit that mm -hmm. yet, but um, that chapter comes in multiple times in, in entrepreneurial stories. So you're, you, you're doing the peanut butter and jelly thing, and um, you're, you're starting this off. Did they have some finances they could throw, like a base salary, and then you were able to grow from there? Or did you just kind of have to suck it in and, and self-fund yourself for right. a while? Uh, Actually, it was just commission only. They okay. didn't, they're not paying me a salary because they didn't, I mean, and that's rightfully so. Yeah. They didn't know if I actually had the ability to go out and sell it, if I was going to be <laughs> successful. And although they knew I was good at sales because that's what I've done my whole life, they just were unsure. And I mean, they knew they had a great product, but they didn't know if I was going to be able to at least pay my bills in a short period of time and, and get those accounts uh, from the ground up. That's incredible. And you see this, especially with family, I, you want to help. Right, you you want to just help somebody out. Oh, I'm going to pay you X dollars per hour, and if you can do that, that's great. But um, being willing to, to work that out and find something that's mutually beneficial, win-win. And I see you everywhere. Right. I mean, your your stuff. I was getting uh, drugs the other day at the local pharmacy, and uh, there's there's the win-win soap. And so you know, I picked up a couple. Mm -hmm. and off we go. It's it's yeah. really really handy. It makes it convenient for me to to refill my soap supply. Um, let's talk a little bit about the product. I know this isn't really a product pitch, but let's talk about. Um, the quality, because one of the things we'll be talking about in two weeks on the Monday Morning Mocha is um, what the offer that you have. You need to have a good offer. So why do you believe in your product, and why do you think that more people need to be using your product? Absolutely. So uh, our our soap is a made-from-scratch, cold-processed lye soap, which is it's popular around you know the Ozarks, and uh, so you see a lot of it, but. Everyone has a different recipe. It's similar to as if you were to go to Ken or KFC or go to Popeye's Chicken, the differences in their chickens. There's, everyone's got a different recipe, and those different oils will create different properties of the soap. So my, my stepmom has really ironed out, and it has taken several years of her time to kind of tweak the recipe here and there. So on top of the fact that it is the made-from-scratch cold process lye, that's not the tough part. It's the, the, the culmination of the fresh goat's milk with all those uh, oils, the coconut oil, avocado oil, shea butter, things like that, and how much of those oils we use to make the, the soap lather, to make it rinse clean, to make it moisturize, to make it cleansing, to make it all the properties you want out of soap, and then also to heal um, skin irritations is our main thing. We want it to help people that have psoriasis and eczema and nice. acne and things of that nature. 
So that's incredible. And that's one of the nice things I love is it actually does lather. You know, yeah. a lot of the goat milk soaps and light soaps or whatever don't. Mm -hmm. uh, handmade soaps is what I meant to say. Sure. A lot of handmade yeah. soaps don't lather and they leave you feeling funny. And this leaves you feeling more normal. Right. Um, although, of course, what we think is normal is really fake because we tend to bathe in chemicals Absolutely. in American society. Yeah, it's right? True. It's like, yeah. hey, I want to be healthy. Let me yeah. douse myself in chemicals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, my, my largest organ, yeah. I got I to gotta really slather in chemicals <laughs> right. so I can absorb all the chemicals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? That's exactly so, it. Um, so having something that you believe in, but also you feel like your product is better than most of the others on the market until you're really confident going out there. And I think that's really, really huge. All right, we'll just have to work around. So you may have a little bit of noise because we got some road construction, but it's cool. This is this is one of the cool things about doing right, it. Off the cuff. So now you're entering a big chapter. Yes. Um, you, you have this big building. We're going to have an auction in a few weeks, get rid of these really cool um, pieces of equipment. And if you guys want to see some of the cool equipment, um, we have the, I, I did a Facebook Live, so hop over to Cubicle Houdini channel and see that. Yeah. But really, what do you envision for this space and how do you think that's going to transform your business? Okay, so the main thing with this new workspace that we have is uh, we have 2,200 square feet of space in here, which is the main thing. So right now we're currently right around the 100 store mark for how many places sell our products, which is good. And as we continue to grow, we are currently making this up in my dad's garage and we're quickly running out of space. And so having the 2,200 square feet allows us to not only set up our workspace to help with the most time efficiency. So if eventually, hopefully down the road, let's say we're selling 100,000 bars and we save 10 seconds on every bar that we're producing, well, 100,000 bars times 10 seconds, you can see where that time efficiency is going to really start to be a factor down the road. Very much so. Yeah. So Yeah, so more efficiency and, 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 of course, economies of scale that just come into play right. with more space. Yeah, we got plenty of space, so we can make hundreds of thousands of bars in here and store them all and, and keep them. So. That's incredible. Well, what do you feel is the best thing about being an entrepreneur? Why do you enjoy this more than going back and getting a day job? I mean, at this stage, you probably could make more money at a day job. Yeah. Uh, maybe more, maybe Absolutely. less. But um, yeah, especially you're still kind of in startup stage. You're still ramping. You know where it can go. But with your skill set with sales, you know, you could always make a ton of money. What keeps you doing this? What keeps you with that long-range vision? Sure. Um, the main thing for me is with our product and the feedback we get from people that do have irritations or – um, I, you know, I've come to tears a couple of times when a, a mother comes to me and says her child who's had really bad eczema is now healed of it and doesn't cry anymore and, and stories like that. So the, the heartfelt stories that really, uh, yanks a, a heartstring for me, you know, and I, that's, that's what really keeps me going. But on the entrepreneurial side of it, um, I just love the idea that you can actually mold your day, your week, your month. And you are in absolute control over everything that is going to happen in your future. You know, if you're working at a just pushing paper on a nine to five job, it's a lot more difficult for you to mold things, to change the, uh, the norm, to yes. do, you know, to be innovative, to do those things because you're told what to do and how to do it. And yeah, you get a paycheck, but where, where do you see yourself five years from now? Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? And so with an entrepreneur, I know deep down inside, I'm going to still be an entrepreneur 10 years from you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you touched on something there and the way you give back. I mean, you're always at 1 million cups. Um, kind of how does this let you help the community maybe or, or find some fulfillment there? Yeah. So um, another couple of things we do for helping out is we like to donate for events and people have, you know, like if, if someone unfortunately comes down with cancer and they have oh, the wow. benefits and stuff like that, we'll always give soap to auction off or silent auction. Uh, sometimes we'll make a batch and it's not... 
the soap doesn't go bad or anything, but the batch maybe comes out, let's say, uh, with a little bit of grain in it or something happened where it wasn't completely right, but the soap is still great soap. It still has the same quality of what we would make. It just doesn't look like what we would want to sell. Cosmetic. Right. Then we'll take those, um, cut them under our bars and let it cure, and then we'll just donate them out to rare breeds or somewhere like that. Nice. And so we've given, um, you know, Last year, my stepmom was actually just doing our accounting, and it, and um, she went, she was in the middle of counting, and she was already over a thousand dollars worth of soap that we had just given away this last year. And a thousand dollars isn't a ton, you know, but yeah. for a small family business, you know, it's quite a bit of of soap that we like to give back. And because if you're helping them, then you know that's incredible. Well, and uh, you don't get that selling cell phones or selling pretty much anything else. Yeah, which is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, you, you might be wanting to do the entrepreneurial journey, and uh, it's different for each one of us. For me, it's vlogging. For Mike, it's soap. And, you know, who knows where it's going to be for us five years from now. Absolutely. We might be in two entirely different things. We're going to have to reshoot this video. But you have a dream. You have an idea right now, and I encourage you to find a way to pursue that. Uh, maybe team up with somebody who's already doing it. Say, hey, can I sell your vision? Because it's the same vision uh, like Mike did with his family. And so there's incredible things that you can do if you just get creative about your situation to find the freedom. It was so neat when I pulled up. You're walking around with a coffee cup, and it's just that picture of kind of the retired entrepreneur. I know you're working hard, but you knew I was coming. So... Pour himself a cup of coffee. He's comfortable. He's relaxed. He's not stressed. He's going to get it done. He's going to move his company forward. That's right. And that's something you just don't see uh, in the rat race. And, and you're completely out of the rat race, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I still I pay my bills. But like you said, I could go out and probably find a job right now where I'm making um, quite a bit more money than what, I'm, what I did last year You know, with our business. But with our scalability, the way our business is going, uh, I see nothing but great things for our future. And, and it's easier to pile on accounts and, and keep that residual income coming in and growing for, for my family and for me. So I think that... Uh, well, and it's a hockey stick thing. You know, you, you, you struggle for two years and then boom, you're three, you're, it's, it's through the roof. Right. And you don't get that working a day job. You know that, hey, I'm going to get 8% raise next year. I don't get to affect my future by 20, 30, 40, 50%. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Success is disguised as hard work sometimes. And so uh, we've definitely worked very hard to get to this point and we're going to continue working hard to get to the next level and beyond so that's incredible well i'm really excited about this once you get it done we have to come back with the camera and just shoot the new soap yeah. making facility but it's great we got to see this facility be way different way before different. it happened this is probably will be the only interview that happens here before maybe it is, not. yeah okay awesome no, yeah, absolutely. i love it yeah. exclusive you get to see it before it's done well, guys, I hope you like this video. If you're on YouTube, go above and subscribe. We have a new video, a couple new videos coming out every week for your entrepreneurial journey. Um, if you're on your podcast, uh, you know iTunes, SoundCloud, subscribe where you want to subscribe. We have an email, a link to an email list below if you want to be emailed a few times a week on what we have going on and how we're helping you move your journey forward. But most importantly, if you find value out of this, don't forget to share this with somebody and uh, tell us what you're looking for. We're exci I'm excited to go out and find those stories that you need to hear to help you move your business forward. Thanks again for watching, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Cubicle Houdini Show. Share this episode with someone who will appreciate it, and follow Quentin Hamp on Instagram for fresh daily content. We hope this show helped you on your journey to freedom and look forward to your escape from the cubicle.